In today's episode, we ask our resident business advisors, Heidi and Brent, to help us understand the power of the people. Labor represents up to a whopping 70% of business costs, so a people problem can easily become a performance problem, which of course leads to a profit problem. So what should your organization be doing to look after its most valuable asset? Hello, Heidi. Hello, Brent. Yeah, hello again. Hello. Hi. So what should an effective people policy look like within today's organizations? It's rather interesting. Human beings are influenced by what they see as the most obvious. So we look at organizations and we often think it's just people and it's just costs. And those are the two mechanisms or knobs you can use to adjust your company. Reduce costs, hire more people, fire the people who aren't efficient. And really, that's a very reductive and not useful way for understanding all of the opportunities you have for steering this big organization. Your organization is like this giant ship, and you actually have several levers that can help you steer it around problems, respond to issues, be smarter, and be more effective. Yeah, you probably remember in an episode previously, we talked about people, process, and technology, Absolutely. that triad. But when we talk about the levers, we add in design also, because you want to ensure not just as a ship you're going in the right direction, but that you're carrying the right cargo, let's say. Towards the right goal. Let's imagine you're steering a ship. It's not the Titanic. Let's not visualize the <laughs> Titanic here. But you're up on the bridge of the ship and you have these three really big levers. And one of those is the people strategy. And that's the obvious one we all gravitate to because we see the people day to day and they are the visual representation of what happens at work. That's your people strategy. And then you have your process strategy, business process. So everything that goes into that is your project management and how you do the work and the IT systems you have to support that work. That is your business strategy. And then you have the third big one, which is much more intriguing to European companies than American companies. We'll touch on a little logic okay. behind that later, but why don't you speak to the design lever? When we look at organizations' design, people think boxes and lines and their org chart, when in fact, yes, that is an output of organization design, but the actual concept and purpose of organization design is to make sure your people strategy and your technology and your processes are all aligned and functioning in a way that helps your organization succeed strategically. So you wanna make sure you're designed and built with agility, built to change, because the environment is ever-changing. And if you are a static, old, bureaucratic, hierarchical organization, you don't have that adaptability and flexibility you need in today's world. 
And I'll give you a little bit of an illustration of how these things are discrete strategies that you can move on. Okay, we're still in the midst on some level of the pandemic. And the first responses to the pandemic from a lot of organizations were, do we lay people off? Can people do their work? It fixated on that most immediate people strategy. But that wasn't going to buy you much in the ongoing crisis. Okay. The second strategy that people looked at, which had a little more play for, again, being able to steer this really big boat that you're on, was looking at what does the pandemic mean for our business strategy? So if you're the car industry, it meant, oh my God, we have no chips. So how is that going to impact your business strategy? Absolutely. And if you are the diner on the corner, all of a sudden your business strategy is not people walking by your door, but you have to get an integrated IT system to do delivery orders so that you stay in business. So that is the business strategy piece. There was a little more in that. Right. But the third piece, which is really relevant to where we are right now, is you have all of these organizations that were designed for people sitting in meetings face to face. And all of a sudden, that isn't happening anymore. And if you really take how your business strategy has changed and look at what you've learned and redesign your organization, it's going to make the sailing of that ship much less bumpy. You're not going to be cutting across choppy waters. You're going to be working smart. Now let's take the example of a major healthcare institution, a hospital system. Prior to the pandemic, a majority of their money was made from elective processes. People coming in and maybe it's not exactly elective, may not be the right word, but they got injured and they need to be hospitalized, something done to them, a surgery, an implant, whatever it is. That was their primary way they made money. As soon as the pandemic hit, that system was shut down and they had to shift resources to dealing with ICU patients and emergency rooms. So they had to shift what they were doing. The skill to deal with the pandemic audience was not the same skills that they had to deal with regular patients. So they had to shift their skill set. So that's changing the process, but then you have to impact the people and the design had to change because you know, a surgeon may not be in surgery, but they have to be available to do other things. So if, if you've got a, a, a flexible IT system and you've got staff with adequate training, you can shift from one focus to another relatively easily. If you write the team structures smart. Right. I'm thinking to myself, in, in which situation wouldn't investing in computers and, and IT and training for my staff, when wouldn't that be a good thing? When wouldn't you recommend that to a client? I can give you one example. Oh, I can think of great <laughs> examples. A great, a great example would be if you canned green beans. Right. What, how much technology is involved in canning green beans and how much training and education do your people need? 
Right. When the machine changes, they need training. When something new comes up, a new product has to be canned. They may need some training. But in general, it's putting a product in a can and the machine seals the can and you put the can in a box. Not all that hard, but extremely necessary. And the example I would add here is we always look at the people and the technology as a justifiable expense. Human nature is wacky. People be goofy. People only want to show up at work if what they're doing has meaning, if they exist in a system where there is respect and regard. So you can increase salaries, you can get fun technology, you can offer pizza Thursdays, and if the structure of your organization is so obtuse that people don't feel like what they do makes a difference, if they feel like they spend all their time doing bureaucracy when they walk in, they're going to walk out the door. I mean, I went to school with people that are quite happy to do the nine to five, but they stamp out of work at the end of the day and they're done. What they do is a way of fueling what they really want to do with their lives. Um, And then, of course, employees that you you do want to nurture and and build a relationship with. They're the people that are going to come up with the next big idea for your company or the ones that are going to streamline the process that you're talking about. I mean, is that... I I actually adore both those types of employees, and I think that we don't celebrate enough or recognize enough the people who are contented to turn on the crank and continue the green beans going out the door or continue making the widgets in a competent, respectful, professional way. Those people are looking for stability, respect, uh, familial connection at work. They enjoy all of those things. And um, I I think that we sometimes get distracted by the happy little whippersnapper who's like, give me more, give me more, give me more. (laughs) And sometimes it's like, can you just do the same thing right over and over i'd be thrilled by that yeah and take pride in what you do yes we work for ourselves i'm quite envious of someone that clocks out at five and leaves work at work you know we can't do that (laughs) i I am fascinated by people who function like that i look at them and i go i can't do that well and the pandemic has been a real eye-opener as to the different levels and what what they're value is finally yeah service workers have a great value in this in this structural organization we have that's america a democracy they are extremely important and they are undervalued but i think through the pandemic we have it has enlightened us as to what their value really is and and let's hope that sticks and it's interesting that brent hits on service workers because if you want an interesting person to look at and study. Go to a supermarket in Germany, particularly something like an Aldi, and observe the cashier there. Those are highly respected individuals. Point one, 
every cashier in Germany is given a chair to sit on. That's innovative. We haven't figured that out, that you can do that job sitting down. They have respect. They have job security. The people who work at Aldi, they don't work on a barcode. They key everything in. Those people are remarkably skilled. Absolutely. And I think that to sort of loop back to where we started, people get distracted by the high-level focus on just the people, hire and fire them. We get distracted by the people who seem innovative. And there's so much more to the inner workings of an organization that you can and should be examining if you want to steer this ship without running it into the rocks. Very good. Yeah, totally get that. Well, what are we, uh, what are we heading off towards next time then? We're going to look at kind of an interesting dilemma that's been coming up around the legal liability as an employer under COVID and how that's interestingly shifting. Very interesting. Well, thank you so much for filling us in on the value of people. Catch you next time. Goodbye. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.